The Insomniac Show with Nicolette and Brian. We'll get real deep with you. Educating, inspiring, and solving problems with some of the most inspirational humans on the planet. Buckle up and come on the journey. I'm excited. All right, guys. I'm Nicolette, and today Brian and I are here with SJ Levins. She is a self-care and productivity coach, and she's going to talk to us today about her journey from teaching to self-care. So, Thank you so much for joining us, SG. We appreciate it. Oh, no, I appreciate you so much. And thank you. It's really, really exciting to be here. And the wonders of technology we're bringing two mm-hmm. companies together here. It's awesome. Yeah. So, SG, tell us a little bit about that journey. Now, you were a teacher, right, for, for quite a few years. Now, you know, how did you go from teacher to freedom? <laughs> freedom yeah I like I like the way you put that actually so um I was a teacher in secondary school I think you call it high school over where you guys are so I was teaching geography and physical education for about 12 years in school that's an interesting mix right I know, I know it sounds crazy but here if you're mm-hmm. teaching sort of geography and PE as we call it you normally end up teaching like a couple of different subjects and mm. I was really into fitness anyway I was really super healthy so I got sort of roped into doing clubs and everything like that anyway so yeah interesting combo but I was I was a teacher and I loved it I did it for 12 years and then I had my daughter um we actually live on a farm my other half is a farmer and the two just didn't mix and I knew when she I went back to work when she was eight months old um back full time and it was really really stressful and she was in childcare. We were shelling out loads of money on paying for nursery. And um, I cried. Like I used to drop her off and cry in the car every single time that I left her. And in my mind, I was like, okay, what can I do to change this? I really, really need to change this situation. So I actually started training to do um, my personal trainer qualification so that I could be a proper fitness instructor over here in the UK. And I did those whilst I was teaching full time and I had an under one year old. So that was a really crazy period of my life. Mm -hmm. But once I'd got those qualifications, I went through the process of coming back a bit with the teaching, spending more time doing personal training and then taking myself into full time fitness Mm -hmm. instructor. So I was working one to one with clients. I was teaching classes. Mm -hmm. So that was how I sort of got from the teaching into the fitness instructing and then covid hit <laughs> which is just mm-hmm. which is uh not good for the fitness industry <laughs> no no, no. Not so so then at that point what you know and now so you pivoted then to you know network and uh, believe it's network to empower her now what was that pivot like so I was working for a company before, whilst I was teaching fitness, I was working for a company that was a networking company for women. And it was, um, I was doing a lot of like PR stuff and running local groups and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then the company actually fell apart because the people that were running it, the two sisters decided they didn't like each other and um, went their own separate ways. And I just thought, you know what? I really like what you've done. I'm just going to do it myself. And I created my own company, Network to Empower Her. 
you know, I'd had to reel back on the fitness side of things. I wanted to bring people together because I love that kind of community. And we were really, um, I don't know if it's been the same for you, but here in the UK, we really had to be very isolated. We've been in lockdown a lot uh, over the past year. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to create a community of women where we could come together and support each other in business. Um, and that was where it all started with Network to Empower Her. So what are some of the, you know, common goals and struggles you're seeing among these women? You know, actually, back up, back up one second. Tell us a little bit about what that company does. You know, you say you're bringing people together. Tell us a little bit more about that before we get into that. Right. And, yeah. and, how, and how you bring them together. Yeah. Right? <laughs> the wonders of social media, to be completely honest with you. So um, the company I have is... Um, it's a networking company and it's for women who have like a side hustle. So they might maybe have like their own cake making business that they're doing at home, or perhaps they're involved with some sort of network marketing company. And we, I run Facebook groups and I have a team who run Facebook groups, which are city specific around the UK. And then through Zoom, the wonders of Zoom, we've been hosting monthly sometimes like every two weeks, every week, different networking groups. Um, and we come together, we talk and we talk about our business and we have maybe a guest speaker. We had a lady talking and showing us the other night how to take really good photos on your iPhone, which is really, really helpful because people can't get like photography. So it's, that's just been the process of just bringing communities together, roping in my friends, to be completely honest with you, to, you know, to help me out and run groups um, across the UK my plan is to take it global I want to take it global so yeah that's where we're at so far so then in the course of um you know this past year that you've been doing this what have you seen um you know and you you have a tangible example there even something as simple as an iPhone picture right you know just photography for your business what are some of the struggles um and and goals of these women that you're that you're networking with so I think for a lot of the women, they found that they maybe lost their job when we went mm. into the pandemic. Some of them, um, you know, they might have been working in like bars and coffee shops and that sort of thing. So they lost their job. Um, they were at home with their children. They were homeschooling. So they're juggling like, you know, all the stuff that you're doing as a mom and trying to teach your kids schoolwork. Um, and I think what they were trying to do was find a way that they could then bring some income into their family. And that was the biggest goal that I found. I could see people trying and needing help because going into your own business I mean I know going from a teacher into the world of self-employment you're just like oh my gosh this is so different mm -hmm. and they needed some help and some support that wasn't really expensive because there's some great coaches out there and I don't want to take away from that but no one at that point was in a position to be spending out hundreds of pounds or dollars mm -hmm on coaching mm -hmm. so that was what I wanted to do was to create an environment where every come everyone could bring their separate skill set and kind of bring it together right, so, right. yeah they, that was the biggest struggle I think was them trying to find a way to bring an income into their into their family did you see in the UK I know here in the US we saw a lot of new startups and a lot of new businesses like actual registered businesses going mm -hmm. on during the pandemic did you guys see that also did you see a spike in the UK of new businesses starting 
yeah definitely definitely and you could um, I mean I still see it on my Facebook right now there's you know people launching websites all the time mm -hmm. I think um certainly in the community that I was working in a lot of people did actually join network marketing companies work as well just trying to find ways to you know like get creative and that's one mm -hmm. one of the positive that's come out of this I think is people have had to get more creative as to how they can earn an income really so so how big how big of a shift was that from from teacher to business owner, right? Because that's a big shift, you know. <laughs> that's a real big shift. I mean, forget about the scariness of where's your money coming from, right? Because we all sort of have to deal with that when we own businesses. But how big was that a shift of having like sort of okay, I'm working this this job and here's my hours to now all of a sudden I'm working nonstop or I'm doing all these other things. Um, massive. <laughs> I'm not gonna <laughs> lie, it was massive. But I think my teaching background really grounded me in some certain things. I love learning. Mm -hmm. So I was really, I was on, I was Googling everything. I was watching everything on YouTube. That's how I've learned everything. I haven't, you know, paid lots of money for courses and things because it's there, but you've just got to take the time to, to do it. So mm -hmm. I'd be sat there up really late at night, just trying to keep my eyes open, watching YouTube videos and listening to podcasts. I mean, you know, I am going to plug yeah. podcasts massively here because you can listen to a podcast and learn so much whilst yeah. you're doing a million, yeah. like folding the laundry or whatever it is. Right, so, I just said that yeah. yesterday. Yeah, I do that all the time. I'm always listening to whether it's a podcast or an audio book or something, like something's yeah. always playing. Yeah, yeah. And people, schools, you don't even have to be like, I mean, it depends on how your house is set up. Like, if you have, you know, like whatever smart devices in your house, like, I don't want to say it too loud because it will turn on, but like Alexa or Google <laughs> or whatever the case is, you could just stream them throughout your whole house. So as you're walking around, you can listen to stuff wherever you are in your home. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that was exactly how I did it just listening, watching videos, just all completely self taught completely self-taught so That's yeah it's awesome. scary it was scary and crazy but you know it's what's interesting too is we we talked to uh remember uh zusha completely self-taught yeah. photographer and mm -hmm. same thing he was of the same adage like he taught himself everything you know about photography from watching youtube videos and things like that mm -hmm. So it's it's amazing the abundance of information that is actually out there that's that's free. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think it's got a lot to do with, you know, your drive too, you know, like are you willing to look for that information, the right information and seek it out and then spend the time. Um, you know, but now you've been doing this for for a year now and mm -hmm. I'm curious, you know, what um, you know, after networking with all these women and I, I do have to ask to ask are men allowed because my co-host is a male right so i've got to know i've got to know what's up with the what's up with the women thing are men having these struggles too and should they have their community um well like i don't have a thing against guys I really <laughs> she's like i'm not there. talking to brian like, i do I'm like men <laughs> you're okay and i do like guys they're okay i think it's come from working as a teacher in a very female dominated environment right then teaching fitness and the majority I would say 99% of my clients were women who right. had just had children like me mm -hmm. and really I think the people that I work with are just the people that are like me you know mm -hmm. like you, you attract the people that are right. similar and it's not anti-men <laughs> but it is I think you know for 
for mums and women working in business and I am part of other networking organizations in the UK that are men and women mm-hmm. but I do think the, the challenges that people face in business women sometimes we do have different you know a lot of the time it's to do with childcare. to be completely honest with you that is one of the biggest challenges that my other half you know nobody said to him when we had my daughter are you going to go back to work but I was asked that question and I think you know there there's different pressures and expectations and that I think that's just why yeah so you're kind of breaking that that mold right like saying it's okay I don't want to go back to work yeah no no yeah I I see that I get that um but I had to ask right so um So now over the course of this year, what would you, you know, would you say that you have any advice, um, you know, for those women who have a side hustle, right? Like they're making cases. What do you, you know, what would you want to tell them right now? So I think if you are someone right now who is thinking, I want to start my own business, I, maybe you've got a side hustle and you want to make it bigger and you want to make a more of an impact. Um, I think the key thing, first of all, is to get super clear on your vision. Like know what you want to do, what you want to achieve. And I think when I set out with this, I had a really good friend who works in marketing and she sat me down and she said, you need to know what you want to do. You want to be really clear on who you want to help and what you want to achieve. And I I did spend a lot of time doing that and consistency. And I know it's so boring and I'm sure so many (laughs) people say this, don't they? But you've got to show up and you've got to expect to fail and get stuff wrong. And, you know, like the amount of times that I've sent out emails and they've gone to the wrong people or LinkedIn (laughs) haven't worked and all of that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, I'm really sorry. It's just, you know, the process, the learning process. It's not going to be perfect ever, but just, you know, be consistent and be prepared to get stuff wrong and you will get there. It's not going to happen overnight, but definitely like keep going, keep plugging at it. And I have the million dollar question, what I call the million dollar question. Right? <laughs> yeah. So how do you balance, right? How do you balance this? Now, you know, Brian has twin seven-year-olds and, and, you know, and I have a, a six-year-old, you've got a, a young, you have a three and a half year old, right? So, so now how do you balance? Cause I know I struggle with this and I'm trying, I'm getting better, but um, you know, how do you balance owning a business with parenting and, you know, and motherhood in particular even? I think um, I I never use the word balance because I don't think you're ever going to get a balance. I think sometimes you're going to be working and pushing really, really hard in your business. And then other times you're going to be able to pull it back a little bit and spend more time with your family. So it's kind of like a set of scales that's sort of mm-hmm. you know, going up and down. Um, what I coach the women that I work with really, really on, because they always come to me and say they don't have time. And they ask that exact question. And I am super organized. My teaching background has just meant that I have always been organized. I've always been able to get things done. And really it's boring, but it's about time blocking and setting up chunks of time for this is when I'm work mode. This is when I'm mom mode. And when I'm working like a couple of hours a day at the moment right now with the situation that's going on, I'm working like really, really hard. And then when I'm with my daughter, I'm mum and I do 
I put my phone in the other room and I shut it in the drawer so I'm not like constantly because I think when you own your your own business it's mm-hmm. so easy just check in just check in just check in all the time yeah. so it's kind of having that boundary of work home and don't let it because we multitasking doesn't work does it our brains can't cope with it so yeah Brian really- was trying that before right yeah yeah and I, I don't know like- really well I focus really well on one thing really good and then I just keep going until I'm done yeah I mean if you think about I, I don't know for you guys but when I was in when I was teaching I'd be you know concentrating on something and then someone asks you a question your brain's gone somewhere else so you're just like what was I doing and yeah you just do that yeah I get so oblivious sometimes I don't even know someone asked me the question until they're like <laughs> excuse me excuse me like 15 times you know I yeah I get very focused I really like what you said there about not using the word balance though. And it's funny because I actually, I was having this thought the other day as I was giving, you know, I was, my son was taking a bath and I was sitting there with him and and my phone was there. And I was, you know, I was like, he's asking me for toys, spilling water all over the place. I'm on the phone. And I just thought, I had this thought, like, I can never do, I will never do everything the way, you know, like it's either I'm in full one mode or the other mode like I cannot be everywhere and do everything at the same time I can't you know so it's 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 actually the way you kind of put the spell there I really for me really helped me visualize what I was even thinking so I I appreciate you putting uh words to my (laughs) it's not easy and I mean like I really I I delete dare I say Instagram and Facebook from my phone to stop myself from scrolling and doing stuff great great time wasters you know Mm -hmm. great time wasters now do you find it because i find this too right when you're doing your own thing what happens is you you could sort of pick and choose right your times like you're saying like you know you could spend a time with your child or your children the way the way you want to like we do this all the time like it may be like whatever you got to pick your child up from school or they may have something it's so much more to me like i i you know, I mean, I said this years ago, like, I'll never go back to like that big corporate life, because you don't have the flexibility, you don't have the time, do you know what I mean to spend? And and you're working hard, don't get me wrong, when you work for yourself, people work really hard when they're working for themselves. But you get to pick and choose sort of when you do it, like, you know, I know for both me and Nicolette, like, sometimes it's like work, 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 break, do you know what I mean? And then work more because you could take that four hour break if you need to, to do something with your child or whatever the case is. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. And when I started working for myself, I had a really, really clear thing in my mind that I wanted to be there to pick my daughter up from school every day mm-hmm. and drop her off at school every day. That was my my real goal when I went into um, being self-employed. So yeah, I love that. I love that freedom. I really do. And I think also, I don't like being told what to do. I have discovered that. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. I just told Brian I suck at baking because I don't like to follow the directions. You know, it's the one thing where you have to just follow everything precisely. And I'm like, just stop telling me what to do, yeah. Betty Crocker. Yeah. You know, I just want to bake it my own way. Yeah. Yeah. I, do you think all entrepreneurs are like that though? I think you've got uh-huh. to be, you've got to be ready to like, just do it your own thing. Yeah. You? Yeah. The other problem is your cake really sucks when you don't yeah. follow directions. So. Yeah. That, that was after a few failed, failed relationships. The first thing I said to my girlfriend is basically, I don't be, I don't like to be told what to do at all. I'm just letting you know. Like, I just don't. <laughs> no, 
No, <laughs> not at all. So, yeah. well, SJ, thank you so much for the work that you're doing. And and I would love it if you, you know, and I, I'm so glad that you want to take this global. So, you know, let us know where we can learn more about you and your communities and where we can get involved. And maybe here in the States, we can start to, you know, pick up some, some of that too, right? Yeah, that would be amazing. So I do have a Facebook group on um, called Network to Empower Her Global. So I do have some ladies in from the US over there. And my my goal would be absolutely to have some networking groups over in the US that are, um, you know, part of the company. That would be amazing. Um, my website is networktoempowerher.com. Um, and if it's okay, I'd like to give my own podcast a little plug. So it's called Empower Her. It's the UK one. I know there is a US version, um, but you'll see my lovely UK um, limited on there. So thanks, guys. It's been amazing. Thank you. And we'll put all of those links in the description so everybody can, yes. can go right, right to it. Thank you. Thank you, SJ. Appreciate it. Thank you for the work you're doing.